Have you ever stumbled across somebody else's journal or diary and wanted so badly to read what secrets were hidden inside? Welcome to So This Is Love. So This Is Love. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Aaron. And I'm Leslie. And this is our podcast. Yes. And well, we are doing episode 28. Episode 28. Mm-hmm. That's right. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, I don't know. We, oh, <sighs> Monday's coming. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I got a few things going on. Uh, our church has a, a men's rally. Uh, at uh, the land that they bought, uh, and then Monday we're doing Murph, Murph at the, the our CrossFit gym, Inner <laughs> Strength. Uh, for those of you who don't, who or for those of you who are not uh, acquainted with the torture that is CrossFit, um, just a little insight: the Hardest and deadliest of their exercises have names. <laughs> so you never ever <laughs> want to do one with a name. Murph, uh, which is, norm- I mean, they, they do it in honor of Memorial Day on um, Memorial for Day. Fallen soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it begins with a one mile run, which, you know, not so bad, followed by 100 pull ups, mm-hmm. followed by 200 push-ups, followed by 300 squats, and then another one-mile run. Yeah. Leslie's done it, like, twice? No, this will be my second time, but oh. um, I, I also do a modified version of it, so. Yeah, I'm going to modify mine a lot. <laughs> like, no. Like, one, two, and three of each. No, I don't think so. Last year, um, because I was having trouble with my knees, mm-hmm. um, and it was the very first time I'd ever done Murph, um, I did a 2K row. Okay. You know, 2000. I did 100 ring rows. Uh-huh. I did 200 push-ups, which are still killer. Uh-huh. Um, three, 300 leg raises, and then another 2K row. Um, and it took me like 74 minutes and some seconds, which I didn't get to catch. Um, and I can run now. Um, and I can squat now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to do it exactly the same way that I did it last time because I want to see if I've gotten any faster. Got it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure mine will be over an hour and some and the two push, hours. The push-ups are going to kill me. I, I mean, I, everything's going to kill me, but, you know, we, we worked out together on Friday. Yeah. And we did a, a Tabata, which mm-hmm. included push-ups and, you know... I did 48 push-ups and I was dying. So looking so, forward to Monday. So for those of you listening on Sunday when this comes out, please pray for me. <laughs> Us, but but mostly me. Uh, and for those of you listening on Monday, maybe, you know, check if I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, but for now, we're going to get into the journal entries. Thank you. 
April 5th, 2008. As I often do, I got on my knees for you tonight. You have a little cold right now and it makes you tired and a bit more vulnerable as well. I've been praying God's protection, the armor, on you lately. It's been officially said that you'll lead worship for John while he's on vacation in May. You're very excited and I'm very, very excited for you as well. God continues to answer my prayers and he continues to reveal himself to me in these moments. I mean, I know that when you pray and God answers those an- God answers those answers are in his will. I pray because I believe God's told me certain things. I don't even know if that makes sense. I'll get to explain it to you someday, I'm sure. We went out with like 12 to 15 people for our friend Sheila's birthday tonight. It was fun. I was a little emotional today. Not sure why, but we got through it. I'm also officially a member of Gold's Gym as of today for an entire year. I love you, Erin. Father, thank you for today and all your provision in it. I love knowing you had it planned out even before I was born. Thank you for my friend Sheila and the way you've molded and stretched her. I pray that you would continue your good work in her, and I pray that you would help her continue to find healing in her heart. Thank you for Aaron. I'm so happy that you brought us together for this time. I thank you for all that you've taught me through him and continue to teach me. Please continue to use him in my life. Use me in his. Please protect him from the enemy, Lord. Give him strength, courage, and discernment and wisdom wisdom to fight hard against the enemy, Lord. Help him continue to be Help me continue to be what he needs, as long as it is in your will for our lives. I love you, Father. I pray all these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. April 12th, 2008. You really missed me today. I couldn't react in any way but by crying. I was silent. Silent in belief because for once in my entire life, I believe someone genuinely cares about me the way I care about them. I'm more in awe every day of how God shows me his love through you. And I'm more and more amazed at how worthy of God's love I feel. For as long as I've been trying to let God retrain my way of thinking, I believe I'm finally understanding what it is he's been trying to show me. There's so much going on in my life right now. I'm leading a ladies 12-step group. I'm an accountability partner to like four women each dealing with their own inadequacies. And God counts me worthy of these women's friendships of their lives. I have a genuine heart for them to want to see them surrender completely and with God overcome their hurts, habits, and hangups. At the same time, my own life continues on with work, my responsibilities in ministry, and our courtship. Work is busy, but not so much that I don't have time to dedicate to the 15 new relationships I'm building in my small group. There's this part of me that wonders if I'll ever tire of singing for God or leading people into his presence. I haven't tired of it yet, even after almost six years. In eight days, we will have been in our courtship for nine months. Nine months. Even with all the things going on in both of our lives, we continue to have time to pour into this relationship. That, I know, is only God's doing, and I'm ever grateful. More and more, You've begun to open your heart and your life up to me. Don't think I don't notice your subtle ways of telling me that this is it. I know that you love me just as I love you. Father, thank you for all that you're doing in my life today. Thank you for your promise to never leave me or forsake me. 
Thank you that you promise to give me the desires of my heart if I take delight in you and surrender my will to do only what you want. Thank you for taking care of me. I pray right now for the ladies in my step-study group that you would help them to get really honest with themselves and each other. I pray that as they dig deep that you would send them encouragement, peace, strength, comfort, and most of all that they would see how you're working in their lives and that they would give you glory in their victories. Thank you for our friends, John and Nilda. Thank you for the little miracle that is growing inside of Nilda. I pray for a continued healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby. Protect their marriage. Help them to focus on you, Lord. For Aaron, that you would continue to guide him and lead him in the things you want him to do, and that he would continue to be obedient to the things you ask of him. I pray that he would pass his college courses and that you would continue to give him favor at the law firm. As he prepares to lead worship for John while he's on vacation, I pray that you would protect him. I pray that your angels would guard and fight for him daily and nightly without tiring. Keep the enemy far away from him, Lord. Protect his heart and thoughts. Help me, Lord, to continue to put you first in everything. It's only because of you that I have the things I have. Your blessings, your love, your strength in my weakness and my weak and tired body. Your word and your people are what keep me going. Please protect me, Lord. Help me to take every precaution in guarding my heart and thoughts. Please continue to mold me, stretch me, refine me into the woman you've planned for me to be. Use me, Lord, for your glory. I pray all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. April 18th, 2008. This evening you surprised me. You gave me a card. You said you thought about it last week, and funny, I did the same and I put a card in the mail to you on Thursday morning that you received this morning. We went to see The Forbidden Kingdom with our friends John and Nilda after church. After the movie, you took me back to the church to get my car. When I got out of the car, so did you so that you could get the card from your trunk. I opened it at my first stoplight and I began to cry. You have no idea what it means to me that you would take the time. I cried all the way home, then gathered my emotions for our nightly phone call. I still cried for the first 15 minutes of our conversation. A good cry. This is my current worry, that what you feel for me is not the love you would feel for your wife, if that makes sense. It's my fear because you're so silent about your feelings. I guess I just keep expecting that you'll share more as time moves along. And you have, but not what I've expected. More proof of how expectations in relationships can be bad. I'm learning. Don't worry. I bought a laptop on Thursday on your credit card that I will repay you with my rebate that comes on May 9th. I'm so excited. Father, continue to use me. Protect Aaron and I and our relationship. And if it's your will, that we would continue growing in the same direction. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. April 21st, 2008. What a long day it was for me. I know your day must have felt much longer, especially since you had to go to school, work on your project, and then go home and study for a test you forgot that you're having tomorrow. I'm glad that you talked to me for like 30 minutes even though you were exhausted. It really does mean more to me than you know. Today I got the results back for my blood test. Everything was normal except my sugar level. It may have been because I had eaten, but even so, tomorrow I will buy a blood sugar machine to monitor my sugar levels for a while. You mentioned having to get a physical soon as well. 
also came up about how you can't give blood due to your blood transfusion from when you were little. And as you mentioned, among other things. I hadn't thought about those other things in a long time. I guess because I'm not bothered by them. That was then, and this is now. I love you regardless. I think the one thing I do worry about is how those things will affect you when it comes to sexual intimacy. I worry about me too sometimes and how my past will affect me in those areas. It's not a bad kind of worry, but I can't help but wonder. God is so very good though. He's worked in us both so much. I trust that he has it all worked out. I really do. My new laptop shipped today. Erin, I love you. I do. It doesn't matter what your past is like. I love you. And I know it's real because God shows me. He reveals things to me through you. It hasn't stopped since the very beginning. I can see this amazing plan beginning to unfold the way God wants. I wonder if you see it too. I'm praying for you. Father, you are amazing. Your love for me amazes me. I'm so undeserving, yet you count me worthy. Be with Aaron tonight. Give him sweet, sweet dreams. Protect his mind and his heart. Keep the enemy far away. In Jesus' name, I pray your protection over him, Lord. Send your angels to be with him. Give him peace about his test and just let him rest tonight. Continue making him into your man, Father. Show him your way for his life. Help him to overcome his struggles. Help me to continue to encourage and build him up. Protect our relationship from the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome. Again, for reading our journal entries. Um, April 5th. So you you mentioned something about um, God telling you things. Uh-huh. Well, and, and then you said someday you'd explain to me. What do you mean by that? Well, I don't want to sound like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> First of all... <laughs> And I am in no way a prophet. No, okay. Um, but one of my spiritual gifts is discernment. Okay. So, what does that mean? Um, to somebody who's never heard of this word, discernment. The, um. Well, for me, what it means is I can I I can gauge people. I can read people just a little bit, like mm-hmm. whether they're a good person or a bad person. I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes I am. A lot of the times I am, and. Um, and it's not in like a judgmental way. It's not just... in a judgmental way at all. Um, you know, or sometimes I I can feel when something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might not know what that thing is, but I'll be anxious. About something. About something. Or sad about something. Or mm-hmm. mad about something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I'm, it's just because I'm, I've, I'm good at reading people and mm-hmm. reading things that are going on around me and, and yeah. I'm very um, astute to what is happening around me. And, and I don't know why that is, but I just am. <laughs> so kind of like Sean Spencer in uh, Psych. Probably. So where much where like that. he's hypervigilant and you just happen to receive all this information. Right. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. And, but you know, and I know that, but God, I know that God allows me to pick up and see things mm-hmm. That are happening around me or notice things. And so. And then your brain puts it together. For yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and April 5th, 2008, <laughs> you had a one year membership to Gold's Gym. Yeah. I don't know how often we went. I was going to say, how many times did you go? I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm sure my friend Jessica never went with me, or maybe she went a few times, but I don't know. Okay. And this next one, Sheila's birthday. Yeah. We were actually talking about this in the car. Yeah. What, like the day before yesterday? Yeah. Because um, I'm really sad that that shirt that I wore that day, I, it's gone. Was it the pink one or the orange one? It was neither. What was it? It was like a light baby blue and gray. Oh, okay. And uh, I just remember the the jean skirt that you wore with it. Yeah. I know. You remember that skirt? <laughs> It was long enough. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was sitting down, I still had a bare knee. Yeah, bare knee that was very close to me in the car. <laughs> that I just so happened to reach out and touch. Mm-hmm. Or graze. Or graze. Purposely. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did you not write about that? I don't know. We were just talking about it the other day. Like I said, we're... we're, we're um, well, where I touched your knee for the first time. On what time we got home? Like, I might have just been tired. Like, I mean, I wrote when I got home that it night. It was later at night. I mean, we went to the Chinese restaurant um, that she had her, was her it birthday Chinese? at. Was it wasn't Chinese? No. What was it? We went to eat at Longhorn. Oh, it was at Longhorn. Why am I thinking was the the Chinese buffet in the mall? Why would we do that? Because we did that for somebody's birthday one year. Well, not for hers. No. <laughs> No. Okay. Um, and then when I dropped you off, I kind of like yeah. grazed your knee. Yes. Um, and, and what did, I mean, we were just talking about it. So like, what do you remember from that? I remember you touching my knee uh-huh. and it being very uncomfortable because I don't like people to touch my legs. I, I think we were talking about, um, we had a conversation about that. Yeah. Either that night or, or like previously yeah. where you're saying um, like... That somebody used to touch your knee and... Well, like, grab it and, like, try yeah. to make... Like, tickle me. Yeah. And not in, like, a sexual no, way. No, not in but, way at all. But, you know, make contact with your knee, uh, even in a platonic way, and that made you uncomfortable and you didn't like it, and only your, your husband yes. was going to be allowed to touch your knee. Yeah. And so then I, like, touched your knee on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so rebellious. <laughs> even then... Oh, man. Um, and that, you know, so, okay, so April 12th, one of the things that you said was that you saw the subtle ways of me telling you that we would be married. Yeah. So was that, like, one of those things, or or what, What you know, was it, like, a specific thing, or were there just, like, little... I think they were just little things. Like, these feelings that you got all of a sudden mm. of, he's gonna marry me. Well, I hoped... <laughs> I hoped that you would ask me. Like at the end of, of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where Sloane is is like watching him run away, and she's like, "He's gonna marry me." <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I told you that I missed you. I always miss you, mm. whether I tell you or not. The mm. feeling doesn't go away if you're not in my presence. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, okay, and then you you said that it was good to to feel genuinely cared for, equal to the amount of how you cared for another person. Right, um, and that made me think of like all the codependent relationships that you've been in before. Mm-hmm. Where what was that about? Like having that compared to what we were doing. Well, you know, you know, pretty much every relationship that I was in. 
before you was a terrible relationship. Um, because I was severely codependent. Mm-hmm. And um, I really just worked hard to please whoever I was with. Okay. And so I always felt like I cared about this person. And I say that with quotation. Okay. Air quotes. Air quotes. Um, because for so long I equated like love with physical intimacy. Yeah. You know, like I, I think like a lot of, a lot of what I believed or what I, what I believed I felt wasn't real because of that, you know? And part, and part of that is why we weren't touching, why we weren't being physical. Right. Not just like sexually, but. Right. We weren't physical at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so knowing and understanding that you genuinely cared about me and you didn't like I didn't have to, you didn't have to touch me mm-hmm. for me to feel that way, mm-hmm. and you didn't have to touch me for me to feel right. that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's those, those were like the major differences. Mm-hmm. And then so still getting that uh, connection in spite of not being able to be physical. So that was what I mean. Not just different, but. Like new and well, it good. was different, and it was new, and it was good, and it was um, eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't mean I wasn't um, codependent anymore. <laughs> it was just different, you know. And then you talked about being in step study, and we mentioned it a few times. But what what is a, a step study? Well, um, a step study. Well, first of all, again, um, Aaron and I are very involved in a ministry at our church. Called Celebrate Recovery. The dog is licking herself in the oh corner. Oh my gosh, she's so loud. <laughs> Layla, stop it. I don't know if you guys can hear that. <laughs> she's so loud. Anyway, um, a, a step study is a biblical... I mean, we do Celebrate Recovery at our church. And it's a biblical 12-step program. And the step study is basically the work of those 12 steps. And okay. so we go through four books mm-hmm. that cover those 12 steps. And in these books are questions that we answer journal style. Um, and they just help us really walk through and figure out who we are, why we are the way we are, why we behave the way we behave. Um, and just really kind of help us figure out, like, what's going on, you know? Like, why we have these certain addictions or mm-hmm. habits or hang-ups. And, um, and so I get to get together with a group of women who... Um, by their own choice, decide to be, well, some of them will tell you differently, but (laughs) but, a few in particular. Yeah. But by their own choice, get to be a part of this group and they sign up and and it's a year long process, anywhere from 10 to 12 months. Um, and we just answer the questions in these books. We read them out loud to each other. Um, we go through a fourth and a fifth step, which is, which I think are the most daunting and scariest <laughs> for people. And how many of those did you go through before you actually finished one? Four. Four, I would four get, steps. Yeah, I would get up to step four and then I would quit. Because in step four, what you do is you make a list of the people that have hurt you. Mm-hmm. A list of the people that you have hurt. Yeah. And then, and that makes things real, real. Let me yeah. tell you. Putting stuff down on paper makes, down. makes those things super real. And that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Then step five... You get to read all this stuff to 
a person who your is sponsor. your sponsor. Yeah. And that person is someone who will carry those things to their grave. They yeah. don't ever talk about it. Um, so those are, two, those are two very daunting things heavy. to do. And they're heavy and they're hard. But if you can get through them, oh my gosh. You want to talk about walking on class. <laughs> you know? I've been through it. You I know? have to. Yeah, and I have walked women through it. Mm-hmm. Lots of women now. Holly, I have to... I need to take stock of how many women I've walked through that with. Yeah. Um, but it's just an, it's just an amazing way to really work through those hurts and those habits. In a safe place. In a safe way and with safe people. And it's free. And it's free. The only thing you pay for is your books because they're 20 yeah, bucks. 20 but. bucks for the books, but that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to the cost of therapy. therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then you wrote uh, nine months uh, and for whatever reason, that made me think of Dream Girls at the end, where Laurel is is telling Jimmy, uh, "Not out." In this case, would be nine months of unmarried life. <laughs> yeah, it was nine months of um, no touching relationship. <laughs> um, and April eighteenth, we both bought each other cards. Yeah. So you mailed me a card, and I had. Um, I picked you up a card like the week before mm-hmm. and I just hadn't given it to you yet. And I happened to give it to you on the same day that I received mine. Um, Probably you got mine and then it reminded you, oh yeah, I have oh, a yeah, card. I have this card. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know you. <laughs> well, now you do. I knew you then. And then <laughs> uh, we watched the forbidden kingdom. Mm-hmm. Good movie. I like that movie. We have it. That's the one with Jackie Chan, right? Jackie Chan, um, Jet Li, uh, the kid from uh, Sky High. Oh, yeah, that kid. He's got a weird last name. Ari Wano or something. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are a crybaby. I am a crybaby. You cry all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I cry so much anymore. <laughs> I used to cry a lot. And I still cry. But probably at more appropriate times now. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you, you were talking about how I, I'm silent about my feelings. You're still silent about your feelings for the most part. I am. Well, for starters, I'm a dude. I'm a guy. This is me rolling my eyes, everybody. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's not that's not like a. A throwaway thing. Like, there are guys who talk about their feelings. Yeah. You know? And I can and I do talk about my feelings more now than I normally, than I did before. Um, But I'd also kept, like, everything to myself for most of my life up to that point. Mm -hmm. You know, I had just started a step study group. I just started attending Celebrate Recovery. And in the open shares where you sit down, like, ladies with the ladies and guys with the guys in, like, a five, ten-person group, and you talk about what happened in your week. You know, when when you when you hang out with your friends and you talk about what's going on at work, you talk about, you know, what's going on at school, that's all, like, surface stuff. Yeah. And then you sit down with, like, one person and... Um, like somebody who's who's close to you and they're like, hey, so no, like, what, what was really going on? Like, let's go a little bit deeper. Um, I've only really started doing that stuff for like three years, four years, five years. And you maybe? still weren't talking much. Uh, five years. <laughs> yeah. And 
But, I mean, not with a whole bunch of people. Right. You know? Um, but then needing to... Hold on. But then going to, like, being in a relationship with somebody. Um, I mean, for starters, we had the boundaries. And there were just some feelings that I wasn't going to be able to talk about. Uh, so I tend to just not talk about any. Uh, and then even now, I still struggle with that. I still struggle with being vulnerable uh, and, you know, letting you know what's going on in my head. Uh, and then in our, in our marriage, I think like when we, when we first got married in like the first two or three years, when I would open up to you and tell you things, it was like real intense for me. Like I would start crying. Mm-hmm. Um, because like it's it's hard to just I know, start doing something. I know because I remember a few times like looking at you and thinking like that's not even a big deal. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. But like, like whatever it was, and we had that. We've had that conversation yeah. where I was like, okay, like oh, okay, that that's it. That's that's why you're crying. And I just think in my head like that's not even a big deal. But I think it was more of a big deal for you to share it than whatever yes. the whatever the yeah. issue was. Yeah. And so you would, like, cry a little bit about it. And I just remember always thinking, like, it's not that big a deal. Like, calm down. <laughs> you know? And that's because I'm a crybaby and I'm super feely. <laughs> well, thank you for your support, Leslie. <laughs> I will never tell you anything again. Oh, stop it. Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> April 21st, you're talking about your blood sugar level. Mm-hmm. Denial. Yeah. You were in major denial. I was. Your mom was diabetic. Uh-huh. Your father was diabetic. Yep. Your aunts and uncles were like 99% all, all of the family. Okay, 85% of mm-hmm. your extended family was diabetic. Mm-hmm. Still are. And still are. Mm-hmm. And they're like doing double shots of insulin on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day. But that well, we didn't know that then. No. Yeah. And you're talking about... Monitoring your blood sugar levels because maybe they're out of whack <laughs> for like the little bit right now. Mm-hmm. It's it was still another year almost yeah. until and you probably years accepted be- it. Well, probably years before that still yeah. because they said like anything that I've read about diabetes, like normally once you're diagnosed, you've already had diabetes for, for like a long at time. least five to ten years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from five to ten years for some people. That is a seriously long time. It is. And you were just, no, no, I'm not diabetic. Yeah. No, it wasn't that I didn't think I was diabetic. Oh, you you knew that you were diabetic. You just didn't want to admit. No, I knew that I could be diabetic. And it wasn't mm-hmm. that I was in denial. I In my head, and I even remember telling my doctor that at, at one point, like, I just know that inevitably I'm going to be a diabetic, mm-hmm. you know? And... It's a terrible way to think, and yeah. I know that now. Yeah. Um, because I'm more um, aware of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> the diseases that run in my family, and you know. Uh, and then you talk about me not being able to to give blood, mm-hmm. and that was like a tough subject for me. Like growing up, um, like you get into high school and you're 17 mm-hmm. and you can give blood, and I couldn't. Um, you know, for a couple reasons, but one of them being that I had a blood transfusion before 1985, mm-hmm. uh, and they weren't doing like proper screenings right. of, of blood transfusions at the time. So there's like this thing that didn't want to 
they didn't want to to risk. Right. Um, and so I just remember being like super bummed about that for most of my life until uh, like two years ago. Um, I went to no, no, no. I was working at Best Buy, mm-hmm. and there was a blood like bank people there bus thing that came over, and I went in and I talked to them, and I was like, "Hey, so this is what's going on. Like, can we just like, is this okay? Like, can we just do it? Like, you take my blood and tell me if it's okay, and then I get a card, and then I don't have to answer these questions again." <laughs> uh, and they did. They let me do it, and I was able to get blood. I you know found out what my blood type was. I got my little card. And I haven't been able to give blood since. <laughs> I was so excited about it, and now, like, haven't had a chance. Uh, and then, so something that that you said made me think of sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. and then the fears and doubts in being in a touchless relationship. Okay, you were um, talking about our past, right? Our past relationships, the the past failings and, and things that we experienced um, before we, you know, came to know God and, and started trying to live the lives that he wanted us to live. Um, and how do you, not reconcile, but like, how do you deal with those fears, those doubts, those worries, when the person that you are in a relationship with, um, you can't touch, you know, you're not, even hugging or holding hands or shaking hands, like right. the like the least sexual physical thing that that people do together, shaking hands. Like we we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that feel? Like, what did you think? Well, to answer your question, like, how do you deal with something like that? Well, you keep a journal, <laughs> and you talk about it every other day, and you talk about it as much as you want because nobody's gonna read it. Right? <laughs> I know we have someone who, who has listened and has said, like, I'm so tired of your wife talking about how she doesn't get to touch you. But, Ross. But, Ross, if you only understood. <laughs> you know, like, so my journal got to hear all of that <laughs> over and over and over again. Just like it got to hear about my insecurity about whether you loved me or not. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I that was I dealt with it that way by writing, mm-hmm. um, by going through another twelve step, <laughs> by talking it out with other women, you know, who encouraged me and uplifted me and told me you're doing good, uh-huh. you're doing the right thing, you're doing what God wants you to do. You just keep doing what you need to do. And honestly, I couldn't have continued in this courtship without that support. Yeah, there's just no way. Yeah, I mean. It felt like rejection almost every day, you know, especially at the beginning. When well, because so much of of who we were uh, or who we thought of ourselves mm-hmm. in a relationship was connected to, to touch, physical intimacy. intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and taking that away, um, you kind of lose your bearings at first, mm-hmm. and, but you still have those same reactions and responses to the lack of it, right? Right, so when you're in a situation that you would normally hug somebody or receive a hug, and you don't, you're you're kind of put off a little, mm-hmm. right? Not so much as put off, but let down. Well, for me, I just felt insecure all the time. Mm-hmm. It was constant, you know. 
That's all like, I mean, that's what it was. Insecurity over and over every day for 11 months. <laughs> well, okay. 10 months and 29 days or 30 days or however many days there are in June. 30? 29 days. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then you you mentioned the list. Mm-hmm. Right? Did I mention it? You did, did mention the list. No, no. Um, we got to, to mention it and then you you started listing things. Like two things. And did we leave it or did you take it out? I don't remember. I think you took it out. Well, there's a list, everybody, <laughs> uh, that Leslie wrote after she decided, you know, I do want to be married someday. Um, she went and she sat down and she listed, what, 25 things? God, or, I don't even know how many things. Uh, she listed all the qualities that she um, believed her future husband would have. 25. Uh, 20, yeah, I was right. And uh, she's she's she actually listed them like a few at a time in the journal entries, but we're not going to do that. We're actually going to have like a bonus episode where Leslie goes through all twenty five, and then she explains those things about me uh, and how it it uh, it matches up. And we've talked about this before, uh, and it's eerie, mm-hmm. like eerie that you know the things that you wrote you didn't even really know me yeah and this was from my prayers in 2004 so in 2004 we weren't even i'd only been at church for two years yeah i don't even remember we weren't even serving together yeah Yeah. no because celebrate recovery didn't start back up till like 2005 high school ministry is where we started serving together yeah celebrate recovery i know i'm just i'm just saying yeah um and i was 19 at the time so You didn't even like me. Nope. How little did you know? Hmm. I still don't like you. Yeah. (laughs) I love you. Okay. (laughs) So episode 28 is over. Done. Finished. This is the end. Kaput. Of this episode. Right. Uh, So what now? So what now? You get ready to come back next Sunday and listen to episode 29. Yeah. But for now, if you're listening barely, like if this is your first episode and you just like came upon it or found it on Facebook or on Twitter or something, you have lots of, you have like a whole week to like binge listen. Binge listen. I was going to say binge watch. (laughs) No, just binge listen. um, And that way you can get caught up. Yeah, uh, a friend of ours just told me yesterday that he started listening to the podcast. That's cool. Um, and he was having trouble finding the first episode. It is there, though. It is there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I even checked it today before we started the, the <laughs> recording. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's there. Cool. So if you want to email us, so this is love at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram, so this is love podcast. Um, on Facebook, you can find us as So This Is Love Podcast as well, and um, also on Twitter, we are So This Is Love Ten. We'd love to hear your stories about how you knew when you were in love with your wife or husband, and um, we'd love to share those stories. If you want to send us on, yes, please send it. Um, what did you do today? What did I do today? Yeah, I was working. Do you know what I did today? You went to a really cool event. 
I did. I went to the May Day CrossFit competition in Edinburgh, Texas, mm -hmm. and I got to watch my coach, um, Rhiannon, uh, compete. Yeah. And she was part of a team, with a team competition, and her team won. She won the scaled women's um, division. Yeah. Her and her friend Anna, and they did amazing, and they won first place. So shout out awesome. to Rhiannon and Anna. Yeah. Congratulations. Good job, ladies. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I really like going to cry. And I also, today, I bought my knee sleeves. You did buy knee sleeves, and mm -hmm. I tried them, and I wasn't a fan. I love them. I don't, you know, <laughs> to around, I guess. Yeah. Maybe I'm doing it wrong, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, the music is still going, uh -huh. but I'm trying to let it play out. <laughs> and we're going to go over a little bit, and that's cool, because we, I've and we, we talked about something the other day that I was going to make you do on the podcast. What? Yeah, and you're going to do it. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, uh, for those of you who remember, Leslie was, uh, what, Leslie oh. did opera, right? Oh, you most, most people don't know that in college, yeah. I was a founding member of the Bravo Opera Company. Founding member, like she started the thing. Yeah. Uh, like she didn't create opera or whatever, no. but um, okay. So the music's done now. This this one, <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Makes it, me laugh every single time. Like without fail, it's the miracle song <laughs> that just makes me laugh out loud. And I'm gonna try to keep it in, okay, so that you can get all the way through it. Normally, I can't. Well, okay, but before I before I do this, um, when I started singing this little. <laughs> ditty to you, this little ditty to you, or out loud. Um, this was how I remembered singing it. When I listened, and I don't, I haven't listened to myself singing it. Like I haven't been able to find the videotape of it. Um, but when I listen to someone else singing, it doesn't sound this way. So well, they're doing it wrong. Uh, no, I think I just kind of made it my own at some point. <laughs> um, but it's from Deflator Mouse. Deflator Mouse. Deflator Mouse. We did it in English. Um, and it's just that little bit that I sing in. Go. Okay. Go do it now. It's too funny. Ah, ha, ha. I can't help it. Ah, ha, ha. You amuse me. Ah, ha, ha. I can't help it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. I think I just like turned it into that. But whatever. It always makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. Thank you for singing it. <laughs> oh, and bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>